In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to be talking about mindfulness. You may have heard that term before, and we're going to talk about what it is, why it works, and how it can help you. Uh, Again, probably something you've heard and people think, well, what is that? What what does mindfulness mean even? We're going to let you know. And as usual, we're giving away my free hypnosis guide as we do every episode. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What's going on, my friends? This is David Wright, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Woohoo! With me is Matt. Fox, hi, hi, Dave. Right across the right. table. Hi, Dave. Right. Yeah, I know. I had to enunciate. Yeah. It's only a two-syllable full name, <laughs> Matt Fox. <laughs> Happy Friday, sir. Yeah, you too, bro, brother. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> we're here in the South Podcast Detroit Southfield Studios. Yes, we are. And uh, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Yep. Fr- Friday evening. Um, weekends here. Best, time. best way to start yep. the weekend. Join a little sip, um, sip of Jamie's whiskey. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Thank you, Mr. Flanagan. Yep, thank you. Thank you, Jamie, for... Uh, He's playing poker tonight. Is he? Was he like with the guys? Yeah, with, the guys? with, his, frat, with his frat boys. Oh, nice. Yeah. U of M, Michigan, Dearborn, his frat brother's there. Mm. They're going to play some poker. Good for them. Yeah. I haven't done that in years. Rob them blind, Jamie. I had a... Um, <laughs> years and years ago place i worked they used to do that get together and um i did it a couple of times and i i just lost too much money i'm like yeah, yeah i'm not good at this i'm, I'm terrible at poker because so. it wasn't like just straight poker they had all these these they would make up rules as they go like you know twos are aces awesome yeah yeah just these crazy rules and i'm like i can't keep track of this so nah, i'm done none of that yeah i don't want to give my money away actually so, yeah we're here people thanks for checking in uh those of you on facebook live you can say hello on camera. <laughs> Those of you listening to audio, thank you for checking in. Uh, let me tell you where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. A lot of work going on the website this week. I, I have about 50 episodes loaded of the podcast because we're redoing that podcast page. Awesome. Um, my book page is up. Awesome. And that's there too. Empower Your Mind for Success. Empower Your Mind for Success, yes. Hypnotic Guide. Um, yeah, there's, there's a, and I'm again redoing my store page. So if there's something specific that you're looking for and you, you, you don't get the purchase option, mm-hmm. uh, hit me up on social media. I'll, I'll get it for you. Awesome. But that, that should be working soon. And you can find me on social media. Facebook and YouTube are both Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. H Y P H Y P N O. And as usual, we give away a free hip gnosis guide those of you might be listening for the first time this is just a pdf guide a um, couple of pages that describes what hypnosis is what it isn't dispels some myths and misconceptions and kind of really tells you why and how it works uh, in a nutshell you know it's not a book it's a two-page pdf but right. yeah 
So yeah, you can grab that. That link will be in the show notes, so you can grab a hold of it. Awesome. And the most important thing is wherever you're listening, whether it be on Facebook Live, which is cool. If you're on Facebook Live, and I've not thrown this out there before, make sure you are. I'm assuming if you're if you're getting the notification there, you're already. Mm-hmm. on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. have liked my Facebook page mm-hmm. to get that notification, but you may have just stumbled upon this somehow, but if, yeah, uh, make sure you uh, join my Facebook page, uh, uh, like it there so that you'll get the uh, notifications. Mm-hmm. And if you'd be so inclined, jump over to my YouTube channel and subscribe there too. Nice. I've not done a lot of work on the YouTube channel lately, but um, need to get focused back on that. Ah. Got to be mindful of yep. that, don't you? I've got to be mindful of that. Yes, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll be mindful of, of doing that. And the most important thing, those those of you listening to the actual podcast on audios, wherever you're listening, please join, like, subscribe. Collect. Juggle. What, what, whatever the thing is that <laughs> you have to do to get connected to the RSS feed so it automatically gets sent to you every time we drop a new episode. Right. And you don't have to pay for it. Right. It's totally free. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, I don't know how many podcast subscribers there are now, or pop platforms. Yeah, there, there there's millions. So of many of them, yeah. I, I mean, the big ones: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher. Um, uh, again, Pandora, I, Pandora. Even. Yes, yeah. I mean, so wherever you get your podcast, you can sign up for my show mm-hmm. to get connected, so you get up to date with new episodes. Fair. So yeah, please do that. And another thing is, as soon as you do whatever you need to do, other to be connecting joining juggling whatever it is make sure that you leave a review because that also is very helpful because then other people will find the show that would be greatly appreciated mm. awesome it's time at is it is it that's how winning is done all right what's going on with the winner of the week all this right. week all right so I, if any anyone who's listened to the show for any length of time knows, I I love animals. I just uh, you know, especially dog fan. Yeah, well, dog. you have a puppy. I have a puppy. I love him. I've grown up with dogs. So this one is is um, it's 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 kind of sad, but no, it's a great story. But so a dog got trapped in a storm drain. Oh my! Oh no! But here's the catch: here, the dog was deaf. What? Deaf? Huh? <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. I didn't what hear that. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have to yell louder. I don't know what about. The dog was deaf. So the How dog did, is deaf. How did they know the dog was deaf? Well, the owners knew. Oh, their dog. oh okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yes. Because it's your dog. What? If you ever heard, I don't know if you've ever heard that joke. We won't. We, I cannot don't, tell it here. Don't tell it but here. But the punchline is. It's your dog. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that's as much as that's as far as I'll go with that. So anyway, Zoe is a 15-year-old lab. Zoe, and wandered away from her home, and the whole neighborhood. They said practically the whole community turned out to help find her. Aww. So the owner said, "I put on Nextdoor app. We're missing our dog," and people were like, "Here's my number. Call me, and I will come help you find her." Uh, the dog's mom. Andrea Tankersley told the news station. The difficult part is she's deaf. Dog dad, Brennan Tankersley added. So we're calling out and calling out, of course, knowing it's not doing any good, but we can't help calling out. Right. So like, Zoe, Zoe. Uh, she's deaf, sir. 
I was just kind of like, like what? I'm just I'm imagining the entire community coming out arm in arm, calling out Zoe. Kind of reminds me of a movie called The Truman Show. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, and and you know the dog can't hear you, so what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so no, so it's really a cool story. So. um so searchers reported hearing dog sounds, but they couldn't figure out where it was coming from. So oh. two days later, city water crews homed in on her echoing barks and trapped her in a muddy storm drain, or located her trapped in a muddy storm drain under a city street. Was she holding a red balloon? <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome>. Boy, <laughs> that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. And then they sent the uh, neighborhood kid, Georgie, to, yeah. go, to, go, to go get him out after, uh, he, after he lost his sailboat, right. his paper Jesus. sailboat. <laughs> was, she, was the puppy wearing galoshes, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a yellow galoshes. <laughs> uh, so those of you following, A-plus as far as credit goes. Yep. Yeah, you hope you're getting the references. Yep. Yes. So, but they, they found and then the And the dog suddenly could speak and said we all float down here <laughs> yeah it's crazy he was deaf but wow. he could talk apparently that that's brilliant right there yeah that is that's awesome <laughs> i ain't listening to you no more no really it's a good story uh, all right go on so the water department set up a camera to monitor the dog's condition um and they called it a Herculean rescue effort coordinated by the fire department police paramedics and city workers um, was mounted to free the trap canine. So they so listen to this. They had to use jackhammers, pneumatic saws, heavy equipment, and they worked in extreme heat to break up the pavement oh to dig God. down to the concrete drain pipe below. Uh. So throughout the excavation, neighbors supplied workers with food and beverages to keep them going. Wow. This is like a it's like a, it's like a citywide manhunt, but yeah. for a dog, like right. with all these volunteers. So it took them ten hours. <laughs> Ten hours later, a section of the top of the culvert was lifted away to reveal the watery channel. Once they had access, rescuers still had to come up with a way to get Zoe safely out of the confined tunnel space. Right. <clears throat> One firefighter posed the idea of rolling her out on a skateboard. <laughs> Sorry. So that, they, that's, they put okay. out a call for a guy named Hawk, you know, <laughs> last name Hawk, and see if they could borrow a skateboard. <laughs> We're, as you can tell, we're embellishing a little the story bit, a little, little bit. bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the brain like a chicken. No, it's, it's good. So, yeah, uh, he had an idea to roll her out on a skateboard. Uh, and then a kindergartner named Hunter volunteered okay. his board, his skateboard for the cause. Um, so after 11 hours and counting, rescuers finally pulled Zoe from the concrete pipe to cheers and applause from a delated crowd of onlookers. The, the pooped pooch was passed bucket brigade style up to the street where waiting emergency workers assessed her and then reunited her with the tankers lees and their kids. Wow. Amazing. Although she was scuffed up and understandably distressed, Zoe suffered no major ill effects from her ordeal. And after getting an all clear from the vet is happy to be back home. All right. How, so although how, Zoe still can't hear. Yeah. There are, <laughs> so how, so the dog was stuck down there for how long could total then? It, it was say? a total of. I'm just curious to know. How, yeah, guys, like the, like the whole time frame. Yeah. Because they set up a camera so they can keep an eye on her and what have you. So I was just curious to know that. 
That's a great question, Matt. Yeah, if it doesn't say, it doesn't it say. It doesn't. No it doesn't. I, I mean, I'm assuming it's 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 not like an eleven hour mm-hmm. saga. Yeah. So eleven hours. Hey, yeah. I, got, I got a skateboard. Yeah. Do you have a skateboard for real? Uh, longboard. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I, you do. Yeah. Do you use it? Uh, no. Okay. I have it. I don't use it because I know I'll kill myself. I, I had I a skateboard as a kid. Um, oh yeah. And um, you know, I, you know. <laughs> thought it was cool for a little bit after i fell down a couple times i'm like this is stupid hey i was a bmxer a skateboarder and all that jazz so oh. i've thankfully so you're used to the injuries yes thankfully i yes. never broke anything though oh that's that's amazing that you haven't broken anything. And thankfully yet Knock okay so wood. let's uh, I'll, I'll do a little flashback to childhood of course every kid that grew up in the 70s did this mm-hmm. uh they wanted to jump ramps like evil knievel right because he was you know it was evil knievel yeah he was the king of the 70s right and um so we would do this quite often, and um, <laughs> one time this, and, and we take turns, of course. So I was gonna go, and this other kid cut me off. My friend that lived two doors down, his name's Scott. If he's listening, he'll, he'll remember the story. Mm. He went barreling down there, and and the ramp shifted just as he hit it, and he had a major wipeout. Oh no, three sixty like, over and over again. I, I mean, I mean, I was I was like. 10 houses down the street because I was getting ready to make my run. And uh-huh. I'm like, eh, I think I'm done for the day. Yeah. He, he went head, know, over, he yeah. head over tea kettle. He had to help him home. And, oh, boy. you know, yeah, it was pretty bad. His arm's falling off, But Mom. speaking of my bike, I had an incident doing something stupid. And not even a skateboard or, or roller skates or anything like that. Just on my bike. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I broke my, my index finger and tore the nail off of it. Ow. Yeah. Ouch. So that was, uh, other than a torn ACL, that's the only broken bone I've ever had. Oh, wow. Was this finger. But you see? can, you, yeah, I can hold see it the, up I to you. see the difference. Yeah, I might do the same thing. <laughs> Never broke anything. It's just natural. Look at that one. It's just like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, see, I'll show you guys on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, you're so strange. Oh, that one's yeah, broken. <laughs> yeah. Tony says goodbye. <laughs> Again, oh, those of you who can't see that, yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, you don't want to so know. Anyway, Zoe, Zoe was rescued in a sewer. Yay, yay, yay Zoe! Zoe. <laughs> wow, that's called digression. If I it is, but it's oh, fun. Good for you. It's a good digression. Uh, <laughs> we we just talk about stuff that yeah. We, Some, need, we need to a be lot mindful. Of people will get this though. So yeah, we yeah. need to be mindful. And we're going to get to that. But uh, Zoe and the whole crowd and the family and everybody, yeah, you're all winners. done <laughs> yes it is uh so, so back to it there you go yep there you go Just matt setting that up for yep. you so we're going to be talking mindfulness, and I asked you the question earlier, mindfulness, yes. is that just paying attention to one's surroundings. But you went on and you elaborated quite a bit more, and I'm really yep. interested to learn and hear what you have to say. So I'm, I'm going to read a definition, and then we're going to get into it as far as kind of because in in principle it, it's fairly easy to understand it but but the, even though there's a lot involved with it so mindfulness is a state of active open attention to the present this state is described as observing one's thoughts and feelings without judging them as good or bad hmm. well there's never any judgment you know here across the table oh absolutely right yeah well not yet <laughs> <laughs> My shirt's still yeah. on, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? I ain't naked yeah. yet. Nope, not yet. <laughs> so, so think about the statement, though. 
observing your own thoughts and feelings without judging them as good or bad. Because here's here's what typically happens in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And I talk to people every day. That's what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. They're they're constantly judging how they look, how they feel, how they're how they present themselves, how other people might think of them. <clears throat> a lot of things like that, they're constantly trying to evaluate themselves. Whether it's good or bad, yes. Themselves. Yes. Not themselves other- and what other people think of like like somebody might say, Oh, does this look good? People are gonna think I look bad or people are gonna think I'm fat or people are gonna think I'm you know. Right. So so there's this constant self analyzing, this constant self um, judging, if mm-hmm. you'll if if I can use that word. So really it's just a matter of just being open and attention to the present. And and I know that sounds very simplistic, and it is, but but you'd be surprised how difficult this is for a lot of people. Mm. Just like right now, being mindful, I know I'm talking into this microphone. I know I'm here and doing a podcast, and I'm not thinking about, and again, I could, Mm. I could be doing this, but at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I have to do this tomorrow. I have this, you know, I have to go out and do this tomorrow, or, oh, man, I had that, you know, a fight with my wife last week. Right. I mean, we didn't, but if that right, were to right, happen, right. those, those in your past and your present are constantly influencing your thoughts in your, in your, in what you're, in how you're thinking. You know, for folks, you know, you're sitting in a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the meeting is droning on, it's getting boring or what have you, and your mind starts to wander. Yep. That's not being mindful no. of where you are, what is supposed to be happening and the right. engagement level that you're supposed to be having as a team member, employee, associate, whatever you want to call yep. it. Right. And I've used this 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 description or this uh the the way to, to kind of, of when I talk about hypnosis, we say that that's a hyper focused state of awareness. Mindfulness is the same thing. It's just being aware of what's happening right in this moment and everything else is blocked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not thinking of anything else except what's happening right now. And I, and I can make the, uh, another thing where that happens a lot to people. If you're watching a really good movie mm-hmm. and you're just locked into it, mm-hmm. there's not a thought except what is happening on that screen. Correct. You're, you're totally mindful of that moment because you're, you know. Now, you could be bothered by things, you know, somebody... Some idiot in the theater next to you is, you know, That's, chewing with their mouth open or something. Right. Or on their cell phone. Yeah. Or, or on their phone. Yeah. You know, actually, I or talking during the movie. I experienced that today because oh, a, certain, kidding me. a certain trailer dropped today. Yes. Uh, what was it? Matrix, Matrix Four Resurrection. Yes, I was going to ask you about that earlier. And yes. I pulled up that trailer and I was dead focused for a minute and a half, going, "Oh my God! I think I just." Because it looks so damn good. Just, I'm so excited for that movie. You have to change your clothes. Hey, nice clothes, gentlemen. I didn't know the Salvation Army was having a sale. <laughs> no, I did see the trailer. So, again, side note. We do, we do a lot of side notes here, but I think they're fun. Yes, I'm interested to see what direction that's going. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's kind of like a restart of the whole thing or a... It, kind it of, seems like that's what it is. Right, because they're doing kind of the same things right. that they did with well, yeah. the, red, the red pill, the blue yes, pill. Yes, yes. And, and Trinity and Neo not knowing each other Correct. in the in the trailer. And I'm but not they, blowing it. It's yeah. just in the trailer. Yeah. So but there's they no spoilers. Each, but they're meeting each other in the Matrix instead of... Yes, yeah. instead of real life. And yes. she already knows who she is and what's going on. But this time she doesn't. Right. So I, I'm just... Yes, yeah. I know. It, it, it's it's intriguing. Yes, it is. And and I'm, I was a big fan of those movies yeah. when they came out. So speaking um, of mindfulness, being yes. in the moment. You're being in the, in the moment. Yeah. Yes, you're in the moment. <laughs> um, so 
it's it's in, in the way that you can practice mindfulness. And I'll just I'll, and we're going to hit on very specific things, but it's like just be aware and observe your thoughts, your feelings, the sensations that you're feeling. And and this is the hard thing in an objective manner. Hmm. It's it's very difficult to be objective about ourselves because we we carry. I mean, <laughs> we're with ourselves every second of every day of every year of our life you don't have baggage do you (laughs) personal baggage (laughs) yeah well everybody has that but so it it's really a tool to kind of avoid self-criticism and judgment and and a way to recognize and identify difficult emotions Mm. because if if you say that you're um say you're grieving for somebody who's passed away okay that's a difficult thing and we talked about crisis uh last last episode Mm -hmm. And how to manage and how to work through crisis, but it's just being mindful of, of of right now. Even though that thing is affecting you right now, you're just where you're at, and and you can identify that I'm feeling very sad, and that's a natural thing, and you can kind of accept it because it, it's it's something that you should be feeling. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, because a lot of times people will again they'll judge themselves and say, oh. I shouldn't be, I don't know, I should be stronger or I should be able to handle this, things like that, those, those self-judgment type statements. Mm-hmm. Um, so now this is interesting because I'm sure people will say, well, what's the difference between mindfulness and meditation? And the thing is, mindfulness is rooted in a, in a form of meditation. I mean, it's, it's rooted in Buddhist and Hindu teachings. Um, like Buddhism has a journey towards enlightenment. Um, so... It's, uh, and, and there's a concept called sati, S-A-T-I, hmm. which encompasses attention, awareness, and being present. And that's considered the first step towards enlightenment in Buddhism. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And then that term translated, roughly translated from the ancient language of Pali, comes to the term mindfulness. Huh. Again, when they say roughly translated, roughly it's probably translate, yeah. fit in, but but that's probably the best word to describe what they were saying. Um, I did not know that. So yeah, and and honestly, that there there was there's an emergence of mindfulness in Western culture, and and also you know here's the thing, it it, it comes from um, the theories of Buddhism and Hinduism, and and many people who uh, studied. There was a guy named. Um, <laughs> John Kabat-Zinn, okay. and Kabat-Zinn studied mindfulness under several Buddhist teachers, such as Philip Kaplow and Thich Nhat Hanh. Kaplow, Thich what? Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh and Mr. Kaplow? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Don't shut me up! Watch your mouth. So, um, so as a professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School in the late 70s, Kabat-Zinn developed a program called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction to Treat Chronic Pain. Repeat that. Mindfulness? Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. Okay. So that the, technically it's MBSR is what it's, what it's. So really he was just he was saying he's using mindfulness to reduce stress. Gotcha. That's the approach of this. He said, but he was doing it to treat people with chronic pain conditions. Okay. Would anxiety be in that, kind of fall into that category as well as far as stress goes? It, it would, yes. And it would come up to that. Okay. And that's, how, and that's how mindfulness is developed is that most of the time when, and we'll go right into the, right into the, um, the anxiety part because that really comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. No, I take that bat, Matt. We're going to come back to that. Okay, fair enough. I was just so, curious. No, no, yeah. it's, it's a good question because and, and, that's, that's what I use a lot with my, with my clients who have anxiety is, mm. is well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the connection where hypnosis and, and mindfulness kind of come together. Please. So, um, so he said when he was treating people for chronic pain, he said that patients would often try to avoid pain but that avoidance would lead to deeper distress. Mm. Practicing mindfulness was a more successful approach because you could recognize the pain. And, and because you're, it's weird. It, so, it sounds like it's counterintuitive in a way. But trying to avoid the pain, you're, not, you're trying not to think about it. It's, right. it's like, yeah, I mean, you guys have probably all had a toothache before. Yeah, or or some other headache or something that was like, and, and you can't focus on anything else. It's just lingering the background. Just, mm. but you're trying to avoid it. You're trying to focus on other things, and it becomes very difficult because now you're like, well, I can't work. I can't watch TV. Mm. I can't do the things I have to do for the day. Um, instead of just being mindful and focusing on it, that is going to to give you some relief. Believe it or not, hmm. I know that sounds very very wild and crazy. No, not necessarily, but. So mindfulness shifted into mainstream science and medicine, um, you know, back in the 70s. And, and it was integrated into mindful-based cognitive therapy, dialectical behavior therapy, and acceptance and commitment therapy. So, so all of these therapeutic approaches have adopted mindfulness in some form or another hmm. because it's something that, that works. Um, so here's the thing. There, there are two things that encompass mindfulness. Please. Two major things. Awareness and acceptance. Those are the two main pillars of mindfulness. Awareness and mm-hmm. acceptance. And acceptance. Yeah. Okay. So you are aware of what is the at, you are aware of the present moment. Mhm. Right? So awareness is the knowledge and ability to focus attention on one's inner processes and experiences such as the experience of the present moment. Acceptance is the ability to observe and accept rather than judge or avoid those streams of thought. Huh. So it's almost like being, it, it really is, if you look at it as a, as a kind of a, a overall arching idea, it's like just being accepting of yourself mm-hmm. and not second guessing what you're feeling or thinking and, and trying to always be changing something. Okay. Right. Um, so really, the goal of mindfulness is to cultivate a perspective on your consciousness and your identity, um, which, of course, brings you greater peace mentally and relationally. Hmm. And, of course, we mentioned it being used in therapy, and here's where we get to the anxiety part. Please. Mindfulness is also used in mindfulness-based therapies to address stress, anxiety, or pain, or simply just to become more relaxed. So now the way this, this fits in is that hypnosis is a form of mindfulness. It's just guided. Okay. Rather than you doing it on your own, now you have a, a hypno, hypnotherapist or hypnotist like that's going to guide you through those. Right. Yes, yes. And, and that's what I do with people. I guide them through those steps to get to that state of just being mindful, just being in the present moment, focused on this one moment and what I'm saying at this time. Right. You're not thinking of the past, the present. You're not worrying about uh, money issues or any other things that could be cluttering your mind. But, you know, if they were if they wanted to learn how to quit or to quit smoking and yep. you're walking down that path. So nothing else is bothering them except for the smoking. Yep. And then you focus on that. And regard. even that and, and and with hypnosis, they're they're actually and this is 
I've done this before with many clients. It's even even to the point where smoking is just something you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Because if you weren't thinking about it, you wouldn't do it. Right. So you're, and if, you're not wrong. Yes. And so so the addiction is mental. And I've said this many times about habits. The addiction is mental. Even though there can be an, a, a physiological addiction to nicotine, mm-hmm. I've I've probably said this on the show many times. I've had clients who've quit smoking and they've not smoked for a year and they go back to it. Mm-hmm. The physical withdrawal symptoms of nicotine are at the most seven to ten days. Yeah. After and after, after that, there should be no physical urge whatsoever to smoke. Right. But it's all in your brain. It's in your mind. Yep. yep. It's how you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that. You know. A lot of folks smoke a lot when they're driving. Yes. That's like the biggest part. And, and that's what we call a trigger. Okay. Like driving, mm-hmm. after a meal, mm-hmm. drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. having coffee, right? Um, talking on the phone. That used to be older kind of thing because right, right. I, I distinctly remember my mom was a smoker. And whenever she was talking to somebody on the phone, she'd be sitting down with, right. you know, with the 100-foot uh, <laughs> tangled the cord. cord that, yep, that yep. would go into like five rooms in the house, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and uh, sitting at the table and smoking while she talked to somebody right. on the phone. It's just, it's just that, 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 that urge to, yeah. you know, you're sitting in traffic, you're bored. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do? Yep. And plus, it's just, it's, it's connected because it's become that situation. Mm-hmm. You've linked it to cigarettes because that's when it's, that's when you when it started. That right. you've started doing it at some point. So now every time you drive, that it's just connected. The right. habit is connected to what you're doing at the moment. Ah, man. Okay, um, go on. So cool. <laughs> so, um, so as we said, uh, origins and Buddhist and Hindu teachings. Um, so there, there's a term called flow. Um, and and that 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 is a a lot of people sometimes use the term interchangeably, mindfulness or flow. So flow is a state in which one is completely absorbed in an activity and loses self-awareness. So we, we mentioned a few moments ago getting locked into a movie. Mm-hmm. You're so locked into something, you're not aware of yourself at that point. Right. You're, you're in there. I'm not saying you're actually in it, but you're, you're, you're in the in, moment. You're, yeah. you're in the moment of that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no, at that moment, there's no self-awareness. You're invested mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. Um, so flow and mindfulness, while very similar, they both involve deep concentration, but flow involves a goal-directed behavior. So we're going to use an example I know I've used before, and that's athletes. Mm. Athletes who are in the zone. Yes. We can say that's a, that's a flow. Okay. They are using mindfulness, but but it's not a mindfulness to to go inward. It's a mindfulness to get something outward, and that's hmm. what's called flow. And they're locked into that activity so automatically they don't have to think about it. Right. Wow. Like when Jordan goes out. Well, used to. Used to. I'm, I'm talking LeBron. Yeah. We'll use him as an example because it's current. He just goes off for forty points, and and a lot of athletes will say, "I I wasn't even thinking. It right. just was happening. Mm-hmm. It was automatic mm-hmm. because." You were, you were just so in tune with what, what what your body was doing and not thinking about it. That is just, it just happened naturally. Hmm. Love that. Yeah. So folks, we're going to come back and I'm going to tell you next episode how you can practice mindfulness. And again, specifically what the long-term benefits are in addition to anxiety and chronic pain, which we mentioned both of those issues. Um, so yeah, join me next episode when we're going to talk about mindfulness part two the practice and 
uh, how you can do it and what it can help you with. And I think that's going to be very, very important and very useful for you. And the, for those that are on Facebook Live, don't <clears throat> yep. go anywhere. We're Facebook go Live right, people right stay. Into, right into the next episode. People on audio listening to the podcast, jump ahead to the next episode or wait till the next Tuesday or Thursday. Got it. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks. Change your thinking, change your life. Laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.